Welcome back and thank you for joining me. My name is Ernie Harwell, all-star catcher for the Maui Makos and once a state college steed. Stay tuned for today's episode of PBE Motown. Hello, today is uh, October 22nd, 2047, not April 4th, 2022. And in today's episode, we're going to look at uh, the world champion Death Valley Scorpions, look at some of their team leaders, look at what their team did well and didn't do well, and how they won this year's season 20 season 31 championship along with some other updates on uh, tpe and the next season schedule what is coming up so stay tuned first we'll take a look at season 32 calendar a quick reminder of season 32 regression Regression has to be completed by 11.59 on Saturday night. This is for players beginning in season 23 and older. Whew, I got one more season. All right, so that is regression starts this Saturday, April 9th, at midnight. As for the Season 32 calendar, let's take a look who Miss God has put up. We are in our off-season week of Season 32, which means you can purchase equipment, free agent signing period starts, there are uh, Wednesday, we'll have the majors call-ups and send-downs are due. Thursday, the majors draft stream. So Thursday, we'll have our draft. Friday, they'll have the draft showcase. Saturday, we'll have the minor league draft stream. And then Sunday, the 10th, they will have the award stream. So uh, just a quick note. The uh, Friday is also opening day all around Major League Baseball. So that should be an exciting day. I'm sure more than a few of us will try to cut out work or school early to uh, listen to or watch a game. All right. So back to the schedule. Spring training week one starts April 11th. They will have uh, the Tahini Classic, which is an opportunity to win some money. will be on Tuesday the 12th. Spring training will be the 14th and the 16th. Regular season one begins April 19th. There you'll run four days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, as normal. Two straight weeks of full sims. Week 3, May 3rd, there'll be 
the All-Star game will be that Tuesday. And then you'll finish Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sims. The following week, May 8th, that Sunday before the Sims begin, there's a Sunday trade deadline, which happens the last regular season week of the of the season. So the trade last week of the season, there'll be the trade deadline. Then that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, you have your regular Sims. Playoff week begins May 16th. Uh, May 16th is a Monday. That's just for opt-outs. That Tuesday, you'll have round one. That Thursday, you'll have semifinals. That Saturday, you'll have the World Series. After the World Series, you'll have your opt-out period ending at the last pitch of the World Series. And bonuses paid out that Sunday, the 22nd. Those of us looking forward to another season... Season 33 will begin the end of May on May 23rd. So this current season will run from April 4th to May 22nd. Just about a month and a half. Just under two months a season. Hi, Ernie Harwell here, all-star catcher for the Maui Makos. Just to remind you that the $5 footlong orchard chicken salad Sub is back, packed with juicy chicken, sweet apples, tart cranberries, and crunchy, delicious celery. It's a bushel of flavor on freshly baked bread. Here for a limited time, Subway, eat fresh. Well, congratulations to the Death Valley for defeating the New York Voyagers for the Season 31 World Championship. That game ended... On Tuesday, October 22nd, 2047, Death Valley walked away with the pennant after a 9-1 win over the New York Ranger uh, Voyagers. So, a um, couple things, but I wanted to do. Death Valley, you know, they had 75 wins, 33 losses. That's a strong season. Um... And second strongest in all of baseball. Uh, they did finish in second place to Seattle, but they managed to win it all. So in this case, trying to find, was there a lot of luck? Did they make their own luck? Uh, I don't have some of the higher end analytics, but we can take a look here. So the record was great. So step one, get a good record. They finished two games back of Seattle but we're still the second best team in all of baseball. So how'd they do it? Let's take a look here. Um, so the standings page actually has some of their offensive stats, so we'll start there. They batted 285, which is way better than average, and probably the best batting average team tied with the Voyagers at 285. Uh, let's see, home runs, they batted 180. That is tied for Seattle, but together 180, those are way beyond the next best team with 140, no, 154. 
still almost 30 home runs more than the next best team. So you're going to bat a lot. You're going to have a lot of at-bats. going to have a lot of hits. Probably the most hits, 1,079. They had the most hits, 281 doubles. Uh, 281 doubles. Uh, they were teams close, but they had the most doubles. They had 35 triples, which is the most triples. Uh, over to walks. They had 501 walks. That's more than double most teams. So they had a lot of walks. 870 strikeouts. They struck out a little bit. But about average. So everything else was above average. So I guess their on-base percentage was a 371. That is, has to be by far the highest. The Voyages are 354. But they have Death Valley almost 20 points higher. Slugging, with all those doubles and home runs, they had to be up there. They slug, team slugged 521. Wow. That's just your team average. OPS was 892. Again, maybe the highest in all of baseball. And stolen bases. Back to the strikeouts. Except these are good. And they had 155, which is third in their own conference. Uh... Fifth, they were the middle. You know, there were some teams that didn't have very many strike uh, stolen bases at all, but their 155 puts them right in the middle. New York, Buffalo, San Antonio, Boise, Nashville, Detroit, and New Orleans all had more stolen bases. So, uh, you know, I know teams that win it all usually have a lot of everything, but uh, Death Valley seems to have a lot of the hitting. So let's take a look at the pitching and then some of their leaders. All right, so looking through the eye of a possible future general manager, like in 20 years, which in PBE time is still just uh, four years from now, uh, Take a look at how Death Valley, taking a look at how Death Valley fared in hitting and pitching also lets me see maybe what are the important categories to focus on. So, uh, as for a pitching team, again, this is a team that won 75 games, finished second in their conference, but second in the whole league in terms of record. Their hitting was probably the best in the league. Uh, being tops in almost every category, except stolen bases. So, <clears throat> let's take a look how they fared pitching. Okay, so Death Valley had a three point seven ERA, which was their the worst in their conference, but still respectable. It was would have been second worst, second best in Nash uh, to Nashville only, in the East. Over in Legends Conference, a 370 would have got him, in the West would have got him second place. And in the East, 
370 would be better than every team in the East, including the Voyagers, the Crabs, the Surge, and the Outer Banks. So, uh, pitching ERA, nice, but not dominant. Saves. I think saves just kind of come along with the rest of the team. As things are built up, you're either winning or you're not, and the saves come in. in. Death Valley had 24 saves. That puts them tied for last in their West Conference. 24 saves would put them overall in fourth place in the whole champion conference. So fourth out of eighth, so the middle of the pack. Uh, Runs, they allowed 420 runs, which is third best in the West. And possibly would have been behind uh, the Serpents and Cancun Toros. So they weren't uh, also behind Nashville. So they would have been fourth best in hits against. Runs were 420. Goes with the ERA. I'm not going to talk about it. Earn runs, 400. So there were 20 unearned runs. That difference, 20. Uh, Seattle had 20. Cancun had 75. New Orleans, I can't do the math, but uh, 36. Again, we're looking at earned runs versus runs. Uh, Nashville, respectable, about 22. Detroit, about 40. Indy, about 40. And Sarasota, about 40 or 50. So uh, there they are, runs versus earned runs, about average. Home runs against, they're at 128. That puts them at third in their own in their own conference. West, uh, 128 puts them behind half the other teams in all the West. So they didn't, they didn't do it with pitching so far. Some of the strikeout information, they were... Th- Look, they were again fifth, fourth or fifth in strikeouts and pitching. An opponent batting average, though, was 236, which was pretty good, but still about average. They did manage 11 complete games and four shutouts, which 11 complete games only Cancun had a number close to that with 10. So it looks like they did it with hitting, not pitching. Let's take a look at some other categories. All right, well, everyone wants to be a five-tool player, but in order to be a five-tool player, you need to have five tools, one of them being defense. So taking a look at Death Valley uh, defense, we have uh, putouts, assists, double plays, triple plays, errors, percent, defensive rating, and zone rating. Take a look at most of those. Death Valley, uh, let's see, double plays, they got 75, which again is third, sixth in the in the Champions Conference, so they didn't put on a clinic defensively. Total errors, they had 48, which is 
one of the higher numbers. Again, they were sixth or fifth in errors in the Champions Conference, combining East and West. Their defensive rating was 7-11, which is the highest, second only to Nashville, which is weird to not be fantastic in a lot of these other categories. They had a defensive rating of 7-11. Their zone rating was 22.9, which managed to get the best zone rating. So, ah, I'm trying to make sense of all this. They're getting, they have real good zone rating, but not good defense. All right. Maybe they had good fielding, but not good pitching. Pitching was average. I'm trying to figure this out. All right. Just a little peek uh, at my team did not fare as well. Uh, Maui had a negative 36 zone rating. Most teams had moderate. Much easier to be bad than good in zone rating, I guess. Going to take a quick look at... There we go. Back over to the league history. And we're going to Legends Conference. Nope. Sorry, I want the Champions Conference. All right, so again, we're looking at Death Valley, who just won the World Series. Let's take a look at uh, what we can get. Uh, oh, okay. So, Death Valley. Uh, their catcher had 11 airs, second most. Three double plays, second least. Percent. Uh, threw out 18% of the runners. Not very good. Their first baseman, Mike Boss. Uh, Mike had 52 assists, which was good for the league, but not elite. He had 10 errors, which is second most. He had 71 double plays, which puts him in the top third. His fielding percent was 9.9, which is respectable. But uh, again, middle of the pack. And his range was 9.04, which sets him in the top four or five at that position. There's second baseman, Death Valley's second baseman, Texas Walker. He had three errors, uh, 67, three errors, which is, I guess, good, but the average player looks like they have about five errors at that position, so about average. Double play, 67. Uh, looks like there's some 40s, some 50s. 67 might be on the high side, maybe the top third in the league in double plays. Fielding percentage, 994. That goes with his three errors, so that's good. His range was 4.6. 4.6 puts him behind four other teams 
in the Champions Conference. Third baseman, Death Valley's third baseman, Trevor Duncan, uh, had 61 putouts, which is one of the higher two or three in the league. Um, he also had six errors, which, aside from Jimmy Olsen, who had zero errors, but uh, he pitched, or he had five innings. Uh, six errors seems like you're uh, <clears throat> in good company, but there's a lot of good company. Plenty of players. Mo- most everyone had eight or less. Trevor had 11 double plays, which was... Uh, I guess towards the top quarter, there were about three other players, four, five other players with similar numbers, and feeling percentage of 972. That puts him in fourth place for feeling percentage and a range of 1.92, which puts him behind three, four other players. So it looks like their fielding was very average. Um, Shortstop, again, they had uh, Wander Franco. I know Wander is a hitter. I don't know him as a fielder. He might be fantastic. Uh, 319 assists, which looks like a pretty good high number. Uh, His errors were about average. Most people had 3, 4, 3, 7, 12. So 6 is good. Double play, 61. That puts him in second place in double plays. Fielding percentage of 987. That's sixth best, so nothing to write home about. And a f- range of 4.27. Again, these uh, defensive players are not the reason they won. Ah. Uh, that's the left fielder. Fielder percentage of 995. He had one error, one assist. Left field is very boring. Uh, one error, one error. Uh, unless you're Io Torrent from Indy with 11 errors. Got to work on that, buddy. Center fielder for Death Valley. Fielding 90. Uh, had two errors, which puts him... You know, second, third best in the league. That's pretty good. Uh, a real small range, though, 3.05. 2.7, I'm sorry. And then the right fielder. Uh, right fielder, Ruben Ramirez. Ruben had a range of 1.7, which is behind several players. Only had one error, so his fielding percentage was 995, which was pretty good. Hi, this is all-star catcher Ernie Harwell. Whoever said that a smell could bring you back a flood of memories was certainly right. Whenever I use pine saw in my home, I'm brought back to visiting my grandmother as a little girl. She always kept her house smelling fresh. I have pine saw to thank for that. All right, taking a look at their hitting. Uh, First of all, let's take a quick look at their batting lineup. And the typical lineup would look like 
Franco leading off at shortstop, at catcher Alderson, at center field Jacob, first base Boss, third base Duncan, batting sixth D.H. Edwards, batting, batting seventh at second base T. Walker, batting eighth left field Ah, and batting ninth right field Ramirez. So from all that, we can say uh, team leader in hits was Elliot Anderson with 134. Team leader in stolen bases, we had Wander Franco with 50, uh, second double, sorry. Leader in doubles, Wander had 51, followed quickly by Jacob with 50. Uh, I had 32 triples. Wander Franco had 12 triples. Home runs. I think Mike Boss had 30. That's the most. But they had several players. Three with 25. A player with 14. Seven. 16. So that's some pop. When I, I can't remember offhand Maui's lineup. But uh, we did not have this kind of power from top to bottom. Uh, their weakest hitter had seven home runs, which isn't significant. But, uh, you know, 16. You know, I think I had 16, maybe the second or third most on the team. That would have put me, like, almost last on this team. Uh, stolen bases. They had a couple guys who could steal bases, leading with Texas Walker, 51. And Ruben Ramirez, Chris Jacob, each had 33. And I had 37. Well, it looks like they were pretty aggressive on the base pass. This might be something uh, important for managers. Uh, caught stealing 15 times, 13 times, 9 times, and 11 times. So it's kind of high. Overall, I'm not going to go through individual walks and strikeouts, but they walked 501 times, struck out 870. So it's almost a 1.5 to 1 strikeout to walk rate. That's pretty good. Uh, they had a 285 batting average led by Wander Franco's 328 and Texas Walker 309. Elliot Anderson batted 305. The round brace percentage of the team was 371. That was led by Wander Franco's 416, who slugged 538, which was not higher than a few other players. Elliot uh, slugged 544. Boss slugged 547. Uh, lots of power. Just, you know, doubles and triple power. OPS, no one broke a 1,000, luckily. But they had three players betting in the 900s. Their weighted run plus, their worst hitter was a 119. I feel for you, buddy. I've been there. But their best hitters, they were 157, 146, 140, 121, 158, 132, 120, 150. So overall, as a team, they were 138. That means that they were 38% better than an average hitter, which is impressive. Very impressive. Uh, that's a very good season for most people, and that was their team average. Finally, their war... Team War was 39.3. They did not have anyone in the negative. 
Uh, Matthew Edwards, their DH was a 1.9. Uh, they had a couple all-stars, uh, I mean all-star caliber. Elliot Anderson was a 6.4. Wander Franco was a 6.9. Texas Walker was a 6. So you've got uh, some pretty good hitters. Over in the pitching category, now individuals, uh, wins and losses are a little... Uh, irresponsible to put too much weight on the wins and losses, but you can see uh, their strikeouts, their walks, their ERA, maybe their war. First of all, um, some games started. They had one, two, three, four guys starting. Herbie Farnsworth, Stephanie Morgan, Remy Ratatouille, and Justin Sims all started games. Uh, in the bullpen, they really had two saves. That was Troy Pressing and Busta Baxter. Troy had 15 saves, Buxta had seven. In terms of innings pitched, they really had some real horses here. Uh, Remy pitched the most at 198 innings pitched. Uh, over to the Walks to strike out as a team, they walked 250 and struck out 900. That's a nice ratio. More importantly, it's a better ratio than their team did on offense. So they managed to make up. You didn't walk and they did. They struck you out and they didn't, that kind of thing. Uh, their team ERA was 3.7, which was about average. Maybe their best pitcher. Uh... Let me see. Uh, their 152 ERA. That was their closer. Their 280 ERA. That was another reliever. Their starters. Let's see. Herbie. Was a four seven. Stephanie was a three point four. Remy was a three point zero five, and Justin was a four point seven. So decent, uh, decent ERAs, especially from the starters. Really good from some of those closers. Hi, I just want to remind you. Headaches, we all get them. We all wish they'd go away. There is a solution, Excedrin. I just take two and there's no more tension, no more throbbing, no more pain. My headache is completely gone.